Welcome to Fantastic Neighborhood Guide Den. I am your host, John Anderson, and joining me as always, Fred Earhart. Fred Earhart. Say hello, Fred Earhart. That was a lovely intro. Uh, you didn't at all ruin it. And our special guest from Perpetual Geek Machine, the <laughs> one, the only, South Jersey's Kevin Alexander. <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the show, Kevin. Oh. Thank you for having me. This feels good. Yeah, wipes. This feels good. I don't have all my equipment set up because my life is in upheaval right now, but I have a headset on. I'm talking with friends over over a magical connection device and over I'm a fine what Microsoft product. Over yeah. a fine Microsoft product, Skype. Um, yes. So, Kevin uh, yes. dusted off the podcast equipment to join us here to settle the age old question who has better taste, Fred or John? Yes, I, a completely I hope I can... objective conversation. Completely objective, and the way to handle this is there was a segment on your show, Perpetual Geek Machine, called Five Hit Combo. So why don't you tell us a little bit more? Uh, Five Hit Combo was this uh, fun thing we came up with to um, basically end every show, where we would pick a topic, and uh, like one of our favorite topics we ever did was the top five people we'd like to have dinner with, um, and it was like basically living or dead that kind of thing, and uh, so. If there were three of us on the show, one of us would judge, and two other people would come up with a list of five things that fit the topic. And then line by line, they would present their lists, and the judge would judge them line by line. And whoever at the end had the better five a combo, the more points, uh, would win that topic for the show. And uh, that's that's pretty much it. <laughs> Sweet. So, yes. um, so this week what we're going to do is go down uh, Fred and my list of I, I always have trouble with them like is it fred's and mines uh that's doesn't sound like right english our uh, that, that that our sounds lists. our lists our writer Maybe. lists uh this week we're gonna do movies <laughs> next week we're gonna do games uh hopefully hopefully we don't tie because then we might have to come back and do people to go to dinner with uh yeah something if we or both choose we roger corman like <laughs> <laughs> i want to have dinner with ryan yeah <laughs> Ryan chose like Blackbeard or something like that. It was I, like, I listened to that episode. Yeah, yeah, that was a fun one. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're gonna do movies. All right. So, so you're right. here to judge. Let's the, the top five favorite movies. I am handing the hosting baton to you. Um, okay. You take the uh, re- you take it. So, gentlemen, our topic tonight is your take top the hosting five baton. favorite movies. I imagine you have each uh, take the hosting uh, made up baton a list. for me. Take I, I've taken it. Okay, it's, okay, it's, okay. it's in my hand. Okay. It looks like a beer bottle. So okay, so nice, you don't have a, a nice webcam show, set up, so I don't know that you you know you extended I, I a hand. And, okay. I didn't. I didn't realize the webcam <laughs> necessary. I would have taken the time to get it out. Um, so basically, I have an imaginary coin in my hand. I'm going to flip it up into the air right now, and John, you're going to call it. So what is your call? Heads, always heads. Oh, it's always tails, sir. You didn't listen to enough PGMs. So Fred, that means you have the choice whether you would like to present your list first. Or second, you know, and I am, uh, you know, in true sportsman-like fashion, I'm going to defer to John for kickoff. See, that's all bullshit. right. So, John, you will now start your list of uh, from five to one and present the entire thing. Give you can give a, a nice little concise reason why you chose each movie on this list, and that might help your argument. All right. So, my number five is a uh, a classic that you will constantly see. Uh, on Bravo, and it will take four and a half hours to watch because of the commercials. Um, but it is the military courtroom classic, A Few Good Men. 
starring All Tom right. Cruise, Demi, Demi Moore, Kevin Bacon, and Kevin Pollack. Um, this is one of those movies. Anybody that else I, in that movie? <laughs> no, uh, just those four people. Jack Nicholson. <laughs> I forgot to say Jack life. Nicholson. Uh, there's 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 a few other famous people that y- you pick up uh, here and there. Um, and then you know later when you see uh, Downey in something in like some CBS uh, crime procedural, you're like, ah, that's the guy from A Few Good Men. But anyway, uh, this <laughs> is one of those movies where I just realized recently it, it was one of my favorite movies of all time because I ended up um, catching it on TV and then losing the day to it. Um, so, so I think everybody's sort of seen this at this point, but um, you know, it's a it's a courtroom drama about. Uh, a a marine who is uh killed during a hazing ritual at guantanamo bay and uh and the trial that ensues and where the responsibility um goes from there um oh shit what you know who the other guy plays like kendrick oh you know who else is in this uh freaking Kiefer sutherland uh he plays a shitty shitty lieutenant um so so it's you know i just I'll end up catching this and and losing a day to it. Uh, Tom Cruise gives an amazing, amazing performance as always. I mean, I think when he does, always when doesn't he? Yeah, um, Jack Nicholson is absolutely fucking classic. Um, you know, I want the truth is that that dialogue is probably one of the most famous uh, pieces of movie dialogue from the last twenty twenty five years. Absolutely. So. Uh, so, yeah. I have actually I've made a little error as, as we're getting back into the groove of this thing. I forgot that we actually do go uh, person to person. So, Fred, you will actually present your number five next. Cool. Okie dokie. So uh, so my number five, very similar uh, to John's in the vein of uh, it is a movie that every single time it is on TV, I will lose a day to it. Um, <laughs> I will have to watch it. And it is usually showed in marathons, which usually means that it's more than one movie that I have to watch. Um, But the movie that I cannot not watch when it is on TV is Tremors. The Kevin Bacon uh, (laughs) tour de force. It's a a one-to-one between my number five and your number five. It's a bacon to bacon. And... uh, I, there's something about like it. It's a uh, a competent rubber suit monster movie for all it's worth. Like, isn't Reba McIntyre in that as well? Yes, yeah, she is. She's uh, she plays <laughs> the uh, the Southern gun nut uh, who lives out uh, in the uh, in like the fortified shack, ready for the apocalypse with her husband, and they just make ammo all day. Um, but the movie is the story of the graboids, which are some sort of prehistoric mutant worm thing that come out of the ground and grab people and eat them. And that is all you need to know about this, this masterpiece of cinema. Um, But it, I don't know. There's, there's, there's nothing super memorable about anything in the movie. Like there's no great lines. There's no particular set piece moments. Like you can't handle the truth, but the whole movie is just a fun movie that I have to watch every single time it's on, because I, I feel like that world is not implausible. Yeah, I've been to New Mexico. I know what the <laughs> desert's like. <laughs> All right, uh, John, you're number four. So I, I'm so freaking pumped about my number four uh, because I've been drinking green tea all goddamn day. That's yes. right. My number four is is Hot Rod, the Andy Samberg new classic. Somebody's playing to the judge. <laughs> no, the judge is playing to me because I own this movie on HD DVD. Okay. All right. Uh, I love Hot Rod. Um, it is such a charming 
uh, comedy, and it, it you know it's it's one of the, it's it's absurd, right? It's you know it's this over the top thing. It takes it it sort of takes that thing that's in Napoleon Dynamite of this weird suburban suburban rural town or whatever, uh, and and makes it like fun and nice instead of mean. Um, you know, ex- with the exception of Dame McBride's character, obviously, but like the the movie has a it's it's generally people are kind of nice-ish to each other. Um Danny McBride is my favorite part of this movie. Uh oh, Re- yeah. the character Rico and uh the the things that come out of his mouth, especially the scene where he uh beats the shit out of the guy and steals his hat. Um <laughs> This hat's mine now. <laughs> yeah. Or Bill Hader turns in an amazing performance uh especially when he, I think he he's on psychedelic mushrooms and he gets a piece of metal stuck in his eye. He's using his grinder. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's just very good. Uh, Isla Fisher. Uh, Isla okay. Fisher, yeah. Yeah, she's great. But uh, what's his name? Used to be, used to be married to be? Amy Poehler. Will um, Arnett, babe, babe. Will Arnett. Will Arnett is uh, is fantastic as the uh, opposing love interest. Yeah, um, I keep with, stepping on you. I apologize. I, I it's, have a it's fine. hot rod. Uh, hey, you know what car's totally overrated? Corvette. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I I won this round. All right. Uh, Fred, you got to bring your number four. You got to bring it. I'm not trying to tip well, my hat too much. I'm going to I'm gonna try to appeal to the Jersey side in you. Because <laughs> uh, this, one, this one's going to a local boy. Uh, this movie has a, uh, a, a very strong prepubescent place in my heart. Uh, of course, I'm talking about the Kevin Smith classic Mall Rats. Yeah. Um, you'll notice I didn't go with Clerks. Um, I, thought I, thought be... I thought you were going no, Clerks. I thought you were going. No, and I, I I like that movie too. Um, but Mall Rats, I think you know because of the the time period when it came out, where I was in my life. I was actually living in Connecticut of all places at the time. Um, I think I think that that movie sort of coincided with like my discovery that I had a functioning penis and that I like women. Um, so it always has a, uh, a strong, <laughs> strong, strong, uh, resonance with me. I'm very um, uncomfortable right now. <laughs> I feel actually that, more comfortable if that's possible. <laughs> There's something, um, I like Kevin Smith's early work. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I don't think they're all necessarily modern day classics. Um, but I think, you know, definitely mall rats. There's something about how clerks and mall rats and then chasing Amy all sort of had different feels and all sort of fell into different archetypes uh, for, for, you know, that sort of showed his filmmaking ability, sort of the depth of his filmmaking ability as a director. I think that he has sort of fallen off a little bit lately, uh, but I, I have a, a strong affinity for that movie. Plus, and uh, I don't think I have to tell you, John Affleck. Oh yeah. He's so good in that. He's so good. Um, but it's also it's also where Jason Lee sort of like made his uh, made his person. Yeah, he kind of put a stamp down on that one. Yeah, and it also had that girl who had the British accent for no reason. Claire Forlaney. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. She's actually Holy British. Holy crap, That's I remember why. Claire Forlaney's uh, name. She's had a British accent for absolutely no reason. Well, there's actually a pretty movie. good reason. She is well, she's British. British. <laughs> <laughs> you fuck. <laughs> what, uh, and the dad, um, what's his name? The Michael, whatever. Ah, he's a bad guy in everything. Chocolate covered pretzels. Yeah, you're thinking of Michael Ironsides. That's not who it is. No, no, that's not what I'm thinking of. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Well, uh, shall we move on to number three for John? So number three, uh, this is my favorite uh, film in in my favorite series. Um, this is a Fast so, and Furious film. So this is Fast <laughs> and Furious 
colon Tokyo Drift. So many people would consider this the second worst of the Fast and Furious films after Too Fast, Too Furious, which is a, just a steaming pile of garbage. But it's I like fun. that every time we talk about Fast and Furious, there's like a council of people that we refer to. You know, every <laughs> single time, there's, there's, there's a group who's voting on these things. Yo, like Vin Diesel's Facebook page has like 45 million likes, man. Like I'm not alone, okay? I'm not alone in the world. Uh, That's all Tokyo the Drift, Giant. <laughs> That's a great film. Uh, so Tokyo Drift is uh, a different kind of Fast and Furious story because it's telling kind of a smaller, more focused story about this kid who uh, gets kicked out of school and then goes and lives with his dad uh, in Japan. His dad's in the, the Navy. Um, I've also constructed this whole, like, I'm kind of under the impression that the dad is actually Richard Gere's, Gere's character from uh, An Officer and a Gentleman. Um, and he's sort of reverted to being a little bit of a shitbag at the end of that movie. Father this kid, he's in Japan, kid comes to Anyway, that's in my fan fiction. Um, but it, it, it tells a, a more focused story and is, is just, uh, it's a pretty goddamn good action movie. The, the thing about it um, also is, is it came out of nowhere and saved this franchise. Uh, you know, they made it for a lot cheaper and without the... Uh, the original stars at all, except for, you know, Vin Diesel's amazing cameo at the end of the film. Um, and and it's it saved that series because of uh, the director, Justin Wong. Or not Justin Wong. Justin Wong's the Street Fighter player. Um, Justin Lin. Sorry. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> Racist much. Oh, now I'm trying real. to put together a constructive future where Justin Wong directs uh, Fast and Furious. He's kind of shy. I met him. Um, but, the, you know, the other thing is it also made... Because of the things that happen in three and characters, you know, that are alive in four, five, and six, it made this, it made this universe just bananas crazy uh, with, with, you know, movies taking place out of order and, and all of that, that stuff. Uh, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift is one of my three favorite films of all time, and I am not ashamed in the slightest. You should never be ashamed of your favorites. Uh, Fred, you're number three. What are you not ashamed of? Uh, well, meow. Um, my favorite <laughs> movie also has a lot of uh, car chases in it. Meow. I thought and, you were going to say uh, Asian people. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's it's. I think it's my favorite comedy. Meow. It's uh it's Super Troopers. All right. And uh, this movie, uh, I remember seeing this um, in the theater with my. Uh, I was in college at the time. I was with my friend VJ, and we. We had seen trailers for it. We didn't really know what it was going to be. We were like, ah, oh, it's a funny movie. We got time. Let's go. Whatever. We'll go see it. And we, I've never laughed as hard at a movie as I did when I saw this, uh, partially because it, it took me so by surprise that it was so funny. You know, the other part of it is just like it just is such a funny movie. Some of the things that they do in that comedy, I don't think other comedies have even in, like reached that level yet. Um, the the level of absurdity, um, where it's not, it doesn't feel forced. It doesn't feel like a Family Guy joke where they're just throwing things in there to be a, a wacky off the wall thing. All the stuff feels organic. It feels like it's part of what they intended the movie to be. And I'm also just super excited that they have a second one coming out because I know it's going to be terrible and I know it's going <laughs> to reinforce my love for the first one. Um, you know, and this movie, like this, 
this movie actually got me into indie films for a time because this was a this was an independent movie and I started going like, well, what else is there? Which led me down a really weird path in college. Um, As indie films culminated, can. Well, it culminated in me getting a career in the horror industry of all things. Um, but this uh, this movie, uh, man, I still quote this movie almost every day. Uh, every scene in this thing is memorable, and I could watch it almost any time. So this is this is my number three favorite movie. Very nice. All right, John. We're, we're Open coming. bar, dude. <laughs> <laughs> What's the name of the uh, bar love show in the wall? Did you like? Um, oh, you guys talking about shenanigans? <laughs> oh, like see what it. I mean. Uh, I, I slept many a night with like the DVD menu music of that <laughs> film, like just playing. <laughs> I slept, passed out, whatever. Um, so I'm going to tell you a funny story for my number two okay. pick. Um, I think it's funny. Better be funny. Uh, so, you know, I was in the army and one morning in Oklahoma, we're out for one of these formation runs and formation runs, you, you run real slow uh, and real tight to everybody. So, so if, you, if you're quiet and don't get caught, you can just kind of carry on a conversation because it's boring and slow. Um, so I started to tell everybody about my childhood. Uh, I told them about how, um, you know, I was living in, you know, my mom's a single mother and we were living in Newark and then she got this job out in California. Uh, we moved we moved to California. The job wasn't there. She ended up waitressing. But, you know, uh, I, I started to like, um, you know, meet some people. And then one night at the beach, I, I got in this dust up with this guy over this girl. Next thing you know, all these guys are beating me up. I learned karate, uh, <laughs> beat them, <laughs> beat them in the, you know, the, I win the All Valley Karate Championship. Uh, so I get halfway through the plot of the second film in the series, like where I, where, where Daniel goes to, to Okinawa, uh, before somebody's like, hey, uh, is that the plot to the Karate Kid? And I'm like, yeah, no, Karate Kid and Karate Kid Part Two. Um, <laughs> you know, for, you know what gave it away was when you started doing the little uh, the spinny ball. Oh, the, the little thing. drum thing. Yeah. Uh, can I can uh, I tell you for the first good minute of your story? I was like, oh my god, I didn't know all this. <laughs> uh, so, so I, I was I was with you of, up until you said you won the All Valley Tournament. So, so it sort of turned into this thing where after that, uh, people would we, we were trying to like pass off stories from films or movies, uh, films or, or TV shows as as uh, as our background. But um, Karate Kid is it's an actually a good movie, not just a good 80s movie. Not a lot of people remember this. Pat Morita won or sorry, he was nominated for the best uh, supporting actor for that. his role as, as Mr. Miyagi, um, probably down to because of the, the Medal of Honor scene. Um, which is just, man, whoo, gets you. Um, this movie, I, it's not that just that, like when this movie comes on TV, I, I grab the Blu-ray and, and watch it. And then I watch the second one and then I don't watch the third one. Um, I, I love this movie so much. Uh, the, you're the best is an amazing song. Um, we have a young Elizabeth Shue. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's a good movie. I'm starting to cry just thinking about that scene with Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> anyway, well, that, that's a that, that is a very heartfelt story. Uh, even though it's all complete and total bullshit. It's it, yeah, it's total bullshit. Yeah, completely. Um, um, sweep the leg. Sweep the leg, Johnny. Uh, Fred, you're number two. 
Um, mine is going to be a lot less emotional and a lot less heartfelt. Um, my number two favorite movie, and there will be a story to go along this, is Star Wars A New Hope. And, John, I can hear you rolling your eyes. <laughs> so the reason I, I picked this one, um, obviously Star Wars is is uh, generally generationally a phenomenon. It's, it's lasted since it came out. It's probably going to be around a little while longer. It is a cultural milestone uh, of human creation. Like, I, I hate saying that, but it is so pervasive and it is so important to our culture that it is like... When people look back at humanity during this time period, they may just go, what happened then? And they're going to go, oh, Star, Star Wars. Wars I I'm not laughing right? at your story. I'm laughing because people can't see this because it's a podcast. But John has the most like he is humoring you while you tell the story. So continue. No, I well, know. no I'm just like I figured it would be like rude to interrupt his. Pick, uh, so I did but... anyway. Fred, please continue. Yeah. It's OK. <laughs> um, no, Fuck but, so, Star Wars, man. Fuck. I, I, I love Star Wars. I do. But it, it's become. It, it's with as with most people, I think Star Wars has become a thing where it's gone past being a thing that you like, and it's just a thing that exists. Like you can't even imagine a world where Star Wars wasn't a thing. Like it's so pervasive in the culture. Um, I did not see Star Wars: A New Hope front to back. Like I had seen the whole movie, but I had only seen it in bits and pieces. I didn't see the whole movie until I went to see the special edition in the movie theater. Wow. Yeah, I some for whatever goddamn reason, every time I saw it when I was younger, I'd either like fall asleep at the second half because I was really young or we'd get interrupted. Or I remember one time the VHS tape broke, um, just probably a collector's item right now. But so um, I just, you know, I picked that one because, you know, if I was going to pick one in this the series, I think that is obviously the. the I mean, you, you clearly pick Empire. But what my question is going to be yeah. is. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Seriously, I don't mean to be like run of the mill here, but uh, now did your cementing, you know, your, your, your love of this movie cemented as your number two favorite film of all time before you saw the special edition front to back or after? I think I think before for certain, like I always was a a sci fi fan growing up and Star Wars was like, you know, there were like two types of movies I watched growing up. It was Star Wars and Godzilla. Um, we, we I, in Fred's defense, and I hate saying this, we didn't know. Like you didn't. In hindsight, you you could say, oh, oh yeah, the special, the ninety seven special edition was kind of no, no. I, I'm, not, I'm not. That wasn't an ask to slam oh. his opinion of the second of the special edition or anything like that. I was just curious because that was the first time mm -hmm. you had seen the, the whole thing front to back. And I don't, you know, yeah, I, I don't. Mean, I'm, I'm not such a Star Wars fan where I like can pick apart. Whoa, will the the trim this shot by two seconds and blah, blah, blah. I don't care about any of that. Right, right. I mean, the the scenes that didn't belong in the special edition were were fairly obvious, I would say. Um, but like, yeah, I, I'd seen each bit and piece of that movie so much before that that I had the whole movie memorized. It was just a matter of actually sitting down and watching the whole thing. So the special edition was sort of like, you know, it was an event to go to the theater and actually see it. All right. Uh, well, that brings us down to the last picks for each of you. John, your favorite movie of all time, your favorite movie, like the okay, movie so that you like better than any other movie ever made is. So I gotta say, this is a really hard thing to do. Um, because normally I prefer like to do an unordered list. Hey, give me your, give me your five favorite of this thing. Uh, saying one is b better than the other is super difficult 
and it's especially weird because this is a movie I haven't even seen that that many times. Like I haven't watched it obsessively. Like I've seen Star Wars, you know, an order of magnitude more times than I've seen this film. Um, that said, my favorite, real, my number one is Blade Runner. Uh, the the uh, I don't know if cyberpunk existed before this or or that sort of like gritty future noir thing. Um, but goddamn, did this movie do that well? Um, I, I sort of like I saw it. I know I saw it as a kid. The the ninety minute cut that everybody hates, and I have the the super crazy um, the seventeen disc suitcase. edition. <laughs> yeah, I have the suitcase edition on HD DVD that came out several years ago. Um, man, I bet wrong on that format. Yeah, you did. Um, <laughs> but you love saying but it Blade now. Runner. <laughs> yeah. Blade Runner is uh it's just I mean it is an amazing work of art. Uh it tells such a compelling story and you know it's based on the Philip K Dick novel um uh Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep and it, it's not even a case of one of those being better than the other thing and that they're such like complementary works um that like anybody that sees Blade Runner should read that novel and vice versa. Um the some of like the the art direction in this film is is amazing like edward james almost who is in a supporting role like invented this the language that his character speaks um you know daryl hannah is is great in it harrison ford's good in it uh but rutger howard freaking steals the show as as uh roy Beatty like is just incredible um i've heard you know I've heard rumors of like that the line at the end. Uh, wait, is that in the book? Anyway, we'll just say that the that he just he just gives a, a fantastic performance. Um, yeah, I'm gonna watch that movie this weekend. <laughs> All right, uh, Fred, your number one. All right, so my number one uh, it is um, I it's from a series of movies, so I had to pick. Um, one of them that I thought was, you know, this is the pinnacle to me. And it was a hard pick. Uh, I think a lot of people would actually disagree with what I picked. Of course, uh, I'm talking about Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. No! (laughs) Um, (laughs) I like that swerve, bro. Uh, my, my favorite movie of all time is, uh, The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. What? Yes, I know. Not the, not the movie that won more, uh, awards than any other movie ever made. Uh, Return of the King, not the first one that enters you into the world, the middle. The middle is my favorite. Um, in, in a lot of ways, the, it is uh, Lord of the Rings Empire. <laughs> um, but the, I think the reason I, I, well, I love the whole series. If I were to just say it was the series, that would be my pick. But uh, since we went with titles, um, the reason I picked this one is is a couple of reasons. One, it has a uh, it has more of a arc that goes up and down. It has like a bell curve of an arc almost. Um, whereas the other movies sort of have more of a, you know, like the last movie sort of just goes off into, uh, you're going to everything's terrible. And then we win the movie's over. Um, this one had like, you know, it starts out on a high note and then sort of goes to a very low and you start dealing with the, the dregs of humanity and how terrible people can be. And then there's a, there's a castle siege and I've discovered about myself that I love fucking castle sieges. Um, I love fucking castles. Oh, let me tell you, man, a good castle siege is better. Like if they could somehow make a heist and a castle siege at the same time, 
Like, just mush those two movies together. Castle Heist, yeah. I'd watch it. But, um, yeah, I th- that movie has, I think, Helm's Deep is, like, my favorite battle in any movie of all time. Uh, you know, obviously, that series, the pedigree is so high. The the costumery, the the acting, the, the actual story, which, you know, Lord of the Rings. Love Lord of the Rings. And, uh, you know, it was before Peter Jackson lost his fucking mind on The Hobbit. So uh, it still has a. It's still. It's yeah, what a piece of shit the Hobbit is. <laughs> oh God, I I would love to know twenty years from now when the story comes out about what happened to that yeah. movie. Anyway, isn't it three movies? Uh, movies I only saw yes. the first one, so that's all I can judge it on because it was such. It was, anyway, I'm interrupting. <laughs> no, the first one. Was, the first one was pretty good compared oh, to the God. later two. Um. But yeah, Lord Lord of the Rings, Two Towers, uh, that would be my top movie. Man, I think if I woke up tomorrow with my head sitting on the carpet, I'd be less surprised than I am right now. To pick that movie, especially out of the trilogy, is 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 crazy. Uh, anyway, so gentlemen, I, I, I have been listening intently to your selections. I have been taking mental notes, and I've been writing the names of movies down on a piece of paper. And I have tabulated a compilation of the check marks i have made next to said titles of movies and i have a solution a resolution a winner to five combo so let's recap what everybody uh went through so to start us off john said his number five favorite movie of all time is a few good men the political military courtroom drama uh from the uh the the 90s i believe right it was in the 1990s yeah yep uh I, yes uh, but you know tom cruise jack nicholson Kiefer Sutherland, uh, Kevin Bacon, um, you know, fantastic cast of characters. Fred said that his number five is the camp classic Tremors. Um, a, 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 a bold move. I can absolutely see uh, why um, you would you would pick that movie. It is immensely watchable. It is fun. It is exciting. Um, I have not seen either movie in a very long time, so I'm kind of pulling this one out of my ass. But... I have to judge this with the person I am now, not the person I was when I saw those movies. And I can see myself uh, adding a few good men to my list before I added Tremors. Now, Fred, that's not to don't get discouraged. That's not to, 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 to you know say your pick is terrible. But just as I am today, I can see myself watching a few good men a few more times than Tremors. And uh, that is the truth. I'm going to stay with it, guys. Hey, it's your list. I'm going to stay in there till the end of this. You guys had very <laughs> interesting lists that were widely varied. Mine would seem kind of lame and typical by most of these standards. Um, at number four, uh, John hit me right in the heart. Hard. With uh, picking uh, Hot Rod. Um, the, uh, the, the I'll, I'll credit that to the Lonely Island uh, classic Hot Rod. Um, and Fred picked uh, Kevin Smith, the hometown, you know, not hometown, he's Red Bank. He's a little bit up north of me. But New Jersey-based Mall Rats, uh, which they are, he's making a Mall Rats 2, I believe, and probably using a somewhat nearby Pennsylvania mall, abandoned mall for that one. Um, but, I, I, of course, I, this shouldn't be any surprise to anybody who's ever listened to me talk or follow my Twitter feed at all. I, Hot Rod is the choice. John, you did fail to mention the best thing about that movie. That it uses no less than eight songs from the band Europe, from the hair rock band Europe. Europe. <laughs> I, I the the other the the other band that makes a cameo, Queens of the Stone Age, is there performing yes. uh, in, a in, Europe song at in, some uh, point. In 
in, in costume, like all kinds Full of wings. 80s yeah. regalia. And what yeah. I love about their choice of Europe songs, they're all from the album The Final Countdown, and none of them are The Final Countdown. Probably because the licensing yeah. is ridiculous. But I knew every fi- I know every note to that album. Like I've had the I, I've listened to that album since I was like eight years old, and I love that goddamn album. Um, so that's uh, for Fond of Long and Home. That's two to nothing so far for John to Fred. At number three, um, John chose the Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. I believe it's the third film in that series. Um, yes. And at f- well, kind of the third. There's sort of it. You know, well, it depends let's, let's, if you count the short film, and also if you doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, Fred chose uh, Super Troopers, the uh, Broken Lizard uh, debut and classic. The thing that introduced the Broken Lizard comedy troupe to the world. And um, I would choose this over Fast and Furious anyway, because, but mostly because I've never seen any of the Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> oh, you just broke a man's heart. I can see he actually has crumbled into dust. Um, really, he has no reaction, but it's okay. It's a good movie. I trust you. I do intend to watch at least one of them at some point. If I was going to start the Fast and the Furious series, would I start at the beginning? You'd probably go with five. five you should go with five. To the world. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll try that. Um, at number two, John told a heartbreaking story about a single mother who moves to California and his son or her son gets beat up. And that it is the story of the Karate Kid. Uh, I assumed you meant the 80s classic because you did mention that. Not the not the Jaden Smith uh, remake. Um <laughs> and no one knows if that if that movie fits the description or not because no one's true. seen it i think it takes place in china <laughs> right i don't know jackie chan's in I it it was in west philadelphia um born uh, and raised i didn't mean to do Shit. that i'm sorry Fuck. god damn it that's my fault if you want to edit that out please do uh number two fred chose um star wars episode four a new hope um <laughs> and I love both of these movies. Uh, I stepped away Episode from Star Wars four. for a long time because I got really, uh, like, kind of fanboy angry with George Lucas in terms of just ignoring the undying request of his fans to release the movies as they originally existed. And that made me very angry for a long time. And then he went and sold the whole thing to Disney for $2 billion and donated half of that to charity. And I thought that, hey, that's a pretty fucking, you know, baller move. I like that. And uh, then the trailer comes out for the J.J. Abrams one. And I'm just like, well, fuck, I'm all in on Star Wars again. So it's kind of reinvigorated my love of Star Wars. And that influenced me to choose Fred, uh, Fred's choice for number two. And that ties us going into the number one choice for both of you gentlemen. Boom. Um, John chose the, uh, the sci-fi noir classic Blade Runner. Uh, really Scott directing Harrison Ford, Edward James almost. So say we all. Uh, in, in, incredible movie. Uh, <laughs> and Fred chose an equally incredible movie, uh, Lord of the Rings: The Two Towers, and makes it a very tough choice. Um, I go with Blade Runner. I've seen The Two Towers more. I've only seen Blade Runner once, but I intend to fix that again. And I actually reached out to John because I knew he was a Blade Runner fan. I said, "Listen, I borrowed this." enormous uh is is five disc box i think it was when i still had my hd dvd drive um and i i i i said hey which one of these should i watch and you suggested one of them i watched that and i thought damn this movie's fucking amazing and so to tally up again that gives john the win at three to two count 
were the top five favorite movies of all time. Woo! Me! Go me! You always were the movie guy, John. <laughs> Fred. Very respectable uh, list. Good game, Fred. Good game. A lot. It's it's, it's surprising how handshake. many of these came out this way, where it was like three to two, you know, like that kind of stuff. When we're, whenever we were doing these on PGM. Yeah, no, because it's not it's not staged no, not at, at all. all. He, he's being completely honest. Um, well, Kevin, thank you so much. I'm going to take the hosting Thanks. baton there back to send it home. So um, we'll see you next week mm. for a regular episode of Fantastic Neighborhood. And two weeks from now, Kevin will come back. He'll come back, and we'll do uh, Fred my our list of our uh, our favorite games. Sure. So, for Fred Earhart and Kevin Alexander, uh, I'm John Anderson, and this was Fantastic Neighborhood Guy Den. Thanks for having me, guys. Oh.